Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning. I'm Marty Schaefer. And I'm Eric Thomas. And here's what's happening. Be sure to bundle up this morning. The Bay Area is waking up to temperatures at or near freezing. KCBS's Matt Bigler joins us now live with more on what you can expect in the weather department this week. Matt? Morning, Eric. It is a chilly start to your work week. Some commuters may be doing this this morning. Scraping a little ice off the windshields. A frost advisory is in effect for most of the interior portions of the Bay Area. It is a little bit warmer for the city, staying in the mid-40s, but once you get into the interior valleys, Lows will bottom out into the lower to mid-30s today. That's National Weather Service meteorologist Matt Maley saying that the cold snap will last for several days with frost and freeze warnings overnight. Meanwhile, if you think this is cold, look at Lake Tahoe. The Tahoe Basin temperatures are plunging as low as minus 16 degrees. That is the coldest it's been there in years. Now, back to the rain. Rain is back in the forecast Thursday into Friday. But Maley says don't expect anything like we had a few weeks ago. Not a whole lot. This is definitely not a big atmospheric river like we saw earlier in the month. Uh, This is going to only produce a few hundredths, maybe a tenth or two at most. Every little bit helps. Uh, California reservoirs still have room for more water. For example, we checked Lake Oroville. It's about 63% of capacity. The statewide snowpack is at 216% of average for late January. Reporting live, Matt Bigler, KCBS. Thank you, Matt. Tomorrow will be the first time the San Mateo County Board of Supervisors will get a chance to meet since last week's deadly mass shooting in Half Moon Bay. In the days since, what comes to light are the substandard living conditions for farmers workers. KCBS reporter Holly Kwan tells us is a problem county planners have been struggling with for years. Even the governor pointed out the deplorable conditions of farm worker families living out of shipping containers and still paying hundreds of dollars a month to live on site of farms. The most recent report of San Mateo County farm workers is that there is a need of over 1,100 units of housing but little space to do it in. This comes as the state is mandating counties create affordable housing by 2031. Right now, Half Moon Bay has just over 400 affordable housing units. The state is requiring it to come up with 50 percent more. County Supervisor David Canepa says they can't do it alone. Everyone should be treated with dignity, respect and love. And so for these people who put our vegetables, our, our fruits on the table, we have to do much better. And so... This is the start. This is the beginning of what we can do. But I really think if we're going to scale, we're really going to need state and federal investment. This is the time advocates say to capitalize on the political will. But those with boots on the ground say it's not so easy when you're working with constraints like having to get approval from the California Coastal Commission or a voter-approved development measure passed in 1999 that restricts the creation of housing in order to control growth. Paul Laquan, KCBS. KCBS Newstime is 8.06. A Monterey County man has been sentenced to 10 years in prison for driving under the influence and other charges. Brian Felipe Aguilar of Greenfield 
pleaded no, uh, no contest to a variety of felonies, including not just DUI, but possession of a firearm and ammunition by a convicted felon and battery on a police officer. He was arrested after he tried to speed away from CHP officers on Highway 101. They say Aguilar accelerated to 130 miles an hour before his car became disabled and he took off on foot. When the arresting officer caught up with him, Aguilar fought back, injuring the officer's shoulder and hand. Three women who were killed in a weekend shooting at a short-term rental home at an upscale Los Angeles neighborhood have been identified. Police, meantime, are searching for suspects in the shooting, which happened at 2.30 Saturday morning at a home in the Beverly Crest area. Four other people were wounded in that shooting. Investigators are trying to figure out if there was a party going on at the rental home or exactly what happened when the shooting occurred. The deceased are all from out of state, including two from Illinois and one from Arizona. San Francisco is planning to build a whole lot of ex- Extra housing over the next eight years, approximately 82,000 units. But as KCBS's Jeffrey Schaub reports, just how many of those homes will be truly affordable? Easier said than done. Developers, by and large, aren't as motivated to build below market rate housing because it's just not cost effective. And if the last several years are any indicator, San Francisco will have no trouble attracting new market rate housing construction. Although City Supervisor Dean Preston says there's an opportunity right now for the city to shore up some land, mostly vacant lots, while they can. And really start to seize the moment right now where a lot of market rate development uh, has stalled because the market isn't very good uh, for for developers at this moment. Um, And so we should be trying to buy those lots that aren't moving forward um, for affordable housing. Bottom line, Preston says market rate in San Francisco housing really is out of reach for most workers, nurses, firefighters, service industry employees, and teachers. He believes the city needs to do a much better job of creating a lot of affordable housing opportunities. Jeffrey Schaub, KCBS. And with six-day forecast, we head to KPIX 5's and Jessica Birch. Jessica, I saw you were wearing a pretty uh, red turtleneck. I guess you know it's cold outside. I know it's cold, and I'm still Niners faithful. Anyways, oh, for two reasons. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that happened. So let's take a quick look at what's going on outside this morning. First things first, a frost advisory all throughout the Bay Area. It is chilly out there. Yes, before you head out the door, or if you already did, because a lot of us have, Make sure you keep those layers handy as we head into this afternoon. I mean, it's going to be sunny and beautiful today, but boy, is it chilly. I mean, we're topping off our daytime highs only in the mid to low 50s. Tomorrow's going to be different, though. We're expecting upper 50s, lower 60s, and that'll be the trend for the rest of the week. But then something interesting happens later this week. As early as Thursday, we're going to start seeing some scattered showers push in from offshore and then game on. We're going to be seeing rainy conditions for Friday, potentially Saturday, and definitely Sunday right now. So the models are starting to trend more and more wet as we extend into the late portions of the week. So for now, keep the jackets handy later down this week. Make sure you have those umbrellas handy. You're definitely going to want them. We'll keep you updated on that. But for now, I'm meteorologist Jessica Birch with your KCBS KPIX First Alert Forecast. And go Niners. Community leaders in San Francisco are speaking out on how to avoid having what played out in Memphis happen here at home. KCBS's Mike DeWall joins us live to report on the continued fallout. Well, Eric, faith leaders, community groups, city officials, all uniting with a common purpose in the wake of the release of the shocking video showing the brutal beating of Tyree Nichols in Memphis. What those five officers did was downright evil. That's Reverend Amos Brown, head of the San Francisco chapter of the NAACP, the group holding a community meeting last night to discuss here to discuss what to do here locally coming up next. We must be consistent, and that, that's the only way you can have justice. 
Brown commended San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott for his emphasis on community policing, but says there are still some gaps, especially in comparing the police response to a jump in crime in Union Square compared to other San Francisco neighborhoods. They had uh, additional police officers, even a satellite office there to uh, address that problem. But in the Fillmore, we haven't been quick to do that. Brown says he's concerned by an overall rise and influence of violence and militarism, though he applauded the Memphis police chief for quickly firing the officers involved in the incident. Reporting live, Mike DeWald, KCBS. Thank you, Mike. The video of Tyree Nichols' beating is just the latest example of violent spectacle that's available to the masses. KCBS's Chris Ancarlo reports the widespread presence of such videos is creating potential mental health problems. Before the video was even released by police in Memphis, there was anticipation online and in the media. Well, I certainly think that, you know, the buildup draws attention to it, which in some ways is good because we need to be aware of these things. Um, But on the other hand, I, I do think it can be a problem. Dr. Monica Williams is a clinical psychologist and Canada Research Chair for Mental Health Disparities at the University of Ottawa. She says the videos can hurt some people more than others. So if you've been victimized by police before or if you have friends or family members or you live in a community where there is a lot of oppression and victimization by law enforcement, these videos can absolutely be traumatizing and triggering. The challenge is avoiding the footage, which is pretty much everywhere. I actually don't really think that this is the sort of um, material that's really good for people to ingest regularly. It's violence. It it can sear into your brain. It can It can linger there when you don't want it to be there, um, and it really, I think, contributes to a more violent society in the end. William says people should make use of trusted support from mental health professionals, family, or clergy in processing the violence. Chris Ancarlo, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.